Welcome, welcome, my beloveds, to the Spirit Talk Podcast. I am your host, Michael L. Pearson. I am founder of the marriage community, Love and Matrimony, as well as Christian Counseling Ministries. I am also the author of the book, Unintentional Sins, Bridging the Gap Between the LGBT Community and the Church. So why don't you sit back, relax, and prepare yourself to be enlightened, informed, and inspired as we quiet the flesh and let our spirits talk. Welcome, 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 everyone. This is a incredibly interesting topic. Uh, it's a series, as a matter of fact. Kingdom woman, you are the prize. Uh, this is very important to me because, for the most part, this is I am an advocate of women, and I try to inform, guide, push, and deliver women into the fullness of the work done at the cross and what was done on for them and on their behalf. So you have to keep it, take into consideration that in the Garden of Eden and at the fall, there were specific, there were gender-based punishments given to both the man and the woman. Very seldom does a church hit on this point and deliver women from the gender-based punishments that were handed down from the Most High, one set to men, one set to women. So, as we get started and we move forward, that is what I want to, that is what I'm hoping will come at the end of this series is that women are delivered, that women are empowered and that women are able to move forward with a full understanding of who they are in relation in their relationship and in relation to the most high God. That is what is most important for me and the purpose and sake of this podcast. Now, when we ended the last episode, there was a word that we ended on, which was dick functional. Now, that is not to be confused with dysfunctional. When a person is dysfunctional, they just may be operating in a manner that is uh, separate from what may actually be intended. It is uh, operating subpar, you know, operating uh, broken, so to speak. But when you're dick functional, you are very well aware of how you're operating. It is deliberate. There is intent there. And you know exactly what you are doing. But to operate and to move and be dick functional is an incredible misnomer to who you are as a woman. If you are functioning for the D, Right off the bat, you are completely out of line. You are completely out of order. You are diminishing yourself, who you are. There's, it is impossible for a woman to operate and function for the D and have any resemblance of the Holy Spirit in her. In order for that to happen, when you are functioning for the D, you have to push the Holy Spirit to the side and you have to let your desires take over and they get precedence over what is best for you. When you are functioning for the D, there's some things that you do that you just ought not do. You cook, you clean, you're having sex, you're bearing children, you sacrifice, you stress, you have complications, problems, 
You can't sleep at night. You cry to your girlfriends. All of this for the sake of just having a man in your presence. A man who has not even learned the basics of accountability and responsibility and consistency. A man who has not even learned how to behave. So this is what I want you to understand about being dysfunctional. You can only become dysfunctional when you are hurting. No whole, healed, and healthy functioning woman who understands her value and the importance of who she is would ever allow herself to be taken advantage of and misused by a man simply because he gave her a little attention. Now, of course, it could be just a mutual sexual attraction and neither one is looking for a relationship to come out of it. I mean, that's fine, you know, to each his own. But still, I must ask, why would a woman be okay with allowing a man to penetrate her without a solid commitment, namely marriage? I guess some might say fair exchange ain't no robbery, but it is if you can convince a person that they are less than what they are. Sometimes I wonder, do we understand that in our Bibles, there is no word throughout the history of the book from Genesis to Revelation that holds the same meaning as the word boyfriend or girlfriend. It's non-existent. So what does that mean? I'll tell you, God never intended for a man or a woman to be a boyfriend or a girlfriend. God never intended for a man or a woman to mutually agree to fornicate and because they agreed it was okay. The correct term for both a man and a woman is wife and bride for a woman and groom and husband for a man. These are the only terms used to define the titles in love relationships. The idea of love as we perceive it today does not come from the culture of the Bible. In biblical times, a woman is always a wife. The culture that she existed in was predicated on her understanding who she was. And a man is a man who becomes a husband. Anything outside of a man's self-identification towards the duty of husbandry and a wife's obligation of self-preservation of being a bride is, is to defame who you are as a creation of God. And by default, you are selling yourself short. When you understand who you are and whose you are, your value of self and your self-esteem rises. No Holy Spirit-filled woman would allow themselves to settle for less if they thought they deserved more. Would you do 40 hours at work in exchange for 30 hours of pay? Would you pay for a 27-piece lace front and only receive 26 pieces? Would you buy a Happy Meal and not get your fries? So why would you give up so much of yourself unless you simply did not think you deserve better? So yes, I get it. Casual sex is a choice that we all can make as adults, but so it is to wait on God's timing and his provision. And let me tell you, it is far less hurt, far less pain, and far less wounded hearts and trauma involved in the latter. A lot of times women will settle 
A lot of times you get caught up in despair and loneliness. You all are lovers and emotional by design. So I get it. But there is a blessing in the waiting. That time can be utilized for some healing and mending of the heart if you allow that process to take place. You keep giving and giving. And before you know it, if you're tired and exhausted, you cave in on yourself. Now you have the past and your mistakes and bad choices that starts to pull at your self-esteem. Don't allow your past mistakes and the foolishness of the men of your past to take away from you something that they did not give you. Yes, you have made some mistakes. I mean, we all have, but they do not define you. So you cannot allow them to become the address where your self-worth lives. The devil will have you thinking you've been through too much. Your father didn't want you. What man would want you? You've already been picked over. You've been molested, raped. You have one, two, three, four kids. Nobody's going to want a woman with that many kids. That's how the devil got Eve. All he had to do was make Eve doubt herself. He made her question the truth by presenting a lie. And that is how he affects women today. He attempts to get you to believe all the negatives disguised as lies about your past as if they are relevant in your today. Then Eve added some extra stuff on top of that because you see, that is how the devil will work at you. He'll present to you the lie and build that in front of you. And as he's getting you to believe the lie, the momentum is there. And in that momentum of lie after lie after lie, and then feeling after feeling after feeling and feeling down and depressed, then you'll start to join right in with him. You'll start to add in extra things on top of his lies to confirm for yourself what you are feeling in your heart. So when Eve says, yeah, and God told us not to even touch the tree. That was Eve adding on to what she had already been feeling. Now, ladies, I want you to understand you are daughters of Eve and you do the exact same thing. So once the momentum is set there and the lie has been sold and the devil has you, you'll take and add on to what you are feeling feeling based on the belief of the lie and you start to suggest things about yourself my hair isn't long enough my chest is too flat my butt is too big or too small things that a godly man wouldn't otherwise even notice or care about what has to happen is you have to stop being dick functional and you have to become holy spirit functional so because you have learned to function according to the least that a man has to offer, it makes you dick functional. Now, if you were functioning for the Holy Spirit, your choices would be much different because the Holy Spirit would not have you behaving that way. The Holy Spirit would have you operating from a healed heart, exercising the power of your choice, utilizing your time in your best interest understanding how valuable you are. I understand that you are still women and there are desires that tend to creep up. 
but the Holy Spirit will assist you in managing that as well. When we are weak, that is when God is strong. We have to learn to trust in that. I'm not saying that the ways of a kingdom woman is easy, but I am saying that it's worth it. So you may be asking exactly, what is a kingdom woman? There is a lot that has been said regarding a kingdom woman. So I'd like to go a little bit deeper and give you a clear and vivid understanding on what a kingdom woman is. A kingdom woman is a woman of the kingdom, the kingdom of God. It should be very evident by the manner in which she carries herself. Also based on the spirit that she moves in and her obedience to the king of her kingdom. You cannot be a kingdom woman and live in violation of the spirit that governs that kingdom. She understands that she is a representation of the very spirit that rules the kingdom. She doesn't live for herself. She lives for the sake of the will of the king. She knows her value. She is patient and strong. She understands that even in her weakest moments, she can let go and allow her king to be her guide. She is the Proverbs 21 woman, 31 woman. But she is even more. She is not an old maid. She is vibrant, sexy, courageous, confident, self-assured, and in control of her destiny. A kingdom woman is a wife, whether she is married or not. A kingdom woman is already submitted to the authority of someone over her. She has already laid herself bare naked in front of the sun. She has shed tears with him. She has cried to him. He has lifted her up and made her strong. He knows her flaws and insecurities, and he has taken them and strengthened her. She is healed, confident, wise, aware of the power of her choice and how it can affect her life. Her choices come from her healed and whole self. She is strong and independent. A kingdom woman understands that at the cross, the Messiah finished the work of division that was held in place between the man and woman. She understands that the Messiah loved women so much that he gave his life to liberate them from a position of misogynistic servitude to men and restored her as a daughter of the living God. As a father, if my daughter had committed an offense worthy of punishment, there's no way I would punish her to the point of servitude under the hardened hearts of men forever without there being some relief from such a condition in the future. Does not God's grace and mercy far exceed that of man's? If a husband is going to cleave unto his wife, she has to give him something to cleave to. A kingdom woman understands that. That is why she finds her healing. She gains her awareness of self. She establishes her independence. She has her confidence in who she is. And according to God's voice, long before a man came into the picture, she does not sit around inactive, waiting to be scooped up by some man. Being a kingdom woman means you understand that all things associated with the fall have been finished at the cross. A kingdom woman is a helpmeet. That is her rightful position. Ladies, please don't take that lightly. You should not feel that a help me is in any way a discredit to who you are as a woman. That is what God made you to be. It is a position of power and value. And today's woman has it. 
Problem is, she misused it before she understood the value of it. But it is not lost. It's still there. Now, of course, there are some women who are very accomplished. They are making their own money, got their own cars, have their own house, and are very educated. All of this is awesome. But not every woman that is this accomplished is a kingdom woman. Let me tell you why. There's one thing that keeps such an accomplished woman from having her residency in the spirit of the kingdom. Some women have accomplished all of this, but they have one problem. They are bitter. Now, this is very important. A kingdom woman can be all this and feel good about herself and still not be a kingdom woman if these things have come to be out of a place of bitterness. One of the traits of a kingdom woman is she is healed. Remember, she has taken the spirit of bitterness to the altar and left it there. A kingdom woman does not act through bitterness. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say that a kingdom woman lacks any trace of bitterness in her heart. It is impossible for a woman to step into her role as a wife and carry bitterness along her path from her past. It will infect her relationship every time. Bitterness is a trait of the BC woman. A BC woman is a woman who has not accepted the freedom and restoration specific to their gender for one of two reasons. Either because it is just not, it just wasn't her time to understand it, or she's ignorant to the fact. I want to make sure I explain this completely because the fact of the matter is that most women today are living as BC women. Now don't get mad at me, but these are the facts. A BC woman is a woman that is bitter. She has not fully accepted the healing and recovery offered at the cross. She may know about it. She may have heard about it, but it is not an active part of her daily life because she is still carrying bitterness from her past mistakes, traumas, and unhealed relationships. A BC woman is a woman who still lives under the rule of men. She is dick functional. She has not embraced her position as a co-equal with man. She still lives under the condition that Eve brought on all women, which is having a desire for your husband and having him lorded over you. A BC woman does not fully understand the entirety of the work done by the Messiah at the cross because she has heard for so long that a man is supposed to rule over a woman and that, is even, and, and that it is even expected by her. Even the men of the church today, and this I hate to say, but even the men of the church today perpetuate this misplaced doctrine. Very seldom will a man preach or teach a message that comes anywhere close to the level of emancipation by salvation that Jesus has offered to women. But understand this too. There are plenty of BC women sitting right up in church every Sunday. In fact, a lot of Christian women like Jesus, but they wouldn't date him. A lot of women in the church don't want a guy like that. Come on now, let's tell the truth and shame this devil. There's nothing thug or bad boy about Jesus. If you think about it, think about it. He didn't have much swag. He was a very modest, humble, and compassionate man. If you want a man of God, he's going to love you the way Christ loved the church. 
He will come into your life and excuse your past and comfort you in your heart. He'll want to dedicate himself to your needs. He'll want to give you a new name and a new perspective on life. He'll give you a new life. Your past will be of absolutely no concern to him. He will heal your wounded parts, wash your tears away. He will be a covering over your head. Ladies and fellas, I have a question for you both. Kingdom women, what price have you given yourself? Now, this is very important. And I want you to hear this question. And if you haven't followed the Spirit Talk podcast page on Facebook, I want you to go follow that page. Also follow this podcast. But I want a answer to you to give an answer for this question because it will be posted on the page. Kingdom women, what price have you given yourself? And fellas, what price are you willing to pay to have her? If we are talking price, then we have to determine value, right? So now, fellas, how valuable is a wife to you? One you can trust. One who will honor your name. One who is healed and walks daily with God. One who you can trust with your things and even your life. How do you determine the value of that? Kingdom woman, what is your value? Let's determine the price. Let's see God. Get, let's let's see. God gave his son as a ransom so that you could have your position restored and your life in your life saved. You are precious to God. You are of the highest esteem. You are priceless. Proverbs 31:10 says an excellent woman who can find her. She is far more precious than jewels. So when I ask you, fellas, what price are you willing to pay? The answer should be, I'd pay it all, even my life, because it is written, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself forth. Fellas, if you're not ready to for that level of commitment, leave her alone, because that is is what is required. You are no longer BC women. The BC woman was nailed to the cross with the Messiah. She is no more. You are women of the kingdom. Walk in it and be renewed in your position. Let the love of Christ heal you completely. Sit at the Savior's feet and you'll be able to stand before any man. When you are under the Son's protection, there is no need to guard your heart. Just allow him to lead you. At this point, I'm going to go ahead and bring this to the close because this is a double weekend release. Episodes two and three will be available on the 28th, which is to, which is today. You'll be able to listen to this one. And as soon as this one is, re- is finished, please drop down and listen to the, the, the next episode, which will be episode number four in this uh, Kingdom Woman, You Are the Prize series. I want women to take this in and I want women to understand the love of God and how it affects you specifically, how it affects your gender, how it, expe- how it, how it, how it affects your womanhood, how it will cultivate you and raise you up, how you can be delivered from the condition that was spoken over Eve at the fall. You are more blessed than Sarah was. You are more blessed 
than Mary was. You are more blessed than Ruth was because you have the comforter with you. You have, a, you have the love of God in full measure with you. The curse that was put on Eve has been nailed to the cross with the Messiah and you have been set free. You can walk comfortably now in with God as your guide and a godly man. Because if you have a BC woman, then you got to understand that there's some BC men out here and a BC man expects you to submit. He forces you to submit. A BC man expects you to know your place and know your role. A BC man is oppressive. A BC man does not nurture and open up springs of water inside of you. You have to avoid those types. But the way you avoid those types is to be a woman of the kingdom of your father. And if you're a woman of the kingdom of your father, then you understand your walk, you understand your talk, you understand your sway, you understand that your education, your car, your house is all a part of the advancement of the kingdom of God and not some trophy that you get to prance in front of people because you've overcome through bitterness. Bitterness will eat you alive. So ladies, let it go. Leave that for the BC women. I'm talking to my sisters in Christ. I want you to step forward. Step forward in your calling. Step forward in your purpose. Step forward in your destiny and walk according to the word of God. Don't forget to follow me on all my social media connects. That's Christian Counseling Ministries, the Spirit Talk Podcast, and Kingdom Women, You Are the Prize. All of these are Facebook uh, pages where you can follow and get some decent interaction. Also, the Christian Counseling Ministries page is a page that is open for family counseling, marriage counseling, mentorship, spiritual empowerment. As always, remember you are loved, you are unique, and you are purchased. God loves you, my friends. Peace.